Good morning, church. How are we doing this morning? Awesome. It's fantastic. Fantastic to see you guys. How are you doing, Lena? You know what? I'm still waking up a little bit, yeah? but yeah? I'm pretty good. Had a good breakfast. Oh, that's good. A lot of coffee. Oh, yeah. How I about am, you? I'm heavily caffeinated right now, so I am wide and awake, and I'm doing fantastic. The next few hours are going to be great, but when the caffeine wears off, it's going to be rough. But that's fine. That's why we have Jesus, right? Or whatever. <laughs> um, so before we get started, guys, you know, as per usual, we have a few announcements for you guys. So let's dive right in. First and foremost, we have tithes and offerings. If you'd like to continue supporting us, or if you haven't started supporting us and you would like to figure out how to do so, um, tithes and offerings is how we do that. Um, we have our tithing boxes right here on in the back of either side of the main sanctuary where we are in right now. And we also have all the envelopes and stuff just on the outside of those doors. Uh, they have a little black, a little table with a black thing on it with a bunch of papers and stuff on it. We have those papers or envelopes and you put stuff in there and you put the stuff in the boxes. So yeah, and also you can give on the text to give and also um, NBCABQ.com forward slash give or on our NBCABQ app. You can also give online via those platforms if you would like. Awesome, awesome. And you know what? Speaking of those uh, tithe envelopes, we are actually accepting donations for our Thanksgiving food baskets mm-hmm. in them. Uh, if you all would like to sponsor a family or receive a food basket for yourself, they're $42 each. You can do it on. Uh, you can register online, but you can also do it through those tithing envelopes. All you have to do is just uh, put the amount of money, the forty-two dollars, in there, and then just fill out and specify um, the contact information as well. Um, the deadline to order the Thanksgiving food baskets is going to be the seventeenth. So that I believe is this week. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, this week. Um, and then pickup date is going to be the twentieth. So deadline ends on Wednesday, and then the pickup date is going to be Saturday of this week. Um, but Thanksgiving food baskets are going to be great, um, and if y'all need one, please sign up for one. If you guys want to sponsor someone, mm-hmm. or if you know someone who needs a Thanksgiving dinner, this is such a great opportunity mm-hmm. to provide for them and to just share God's love with them. Mm, absolutely, man. Thanksgiving is coming up way quicker oh, yeah. than, than we realized. For real. I, in my <laughs> mind, it's still summer, yeah. so... Yeah, that's kind of crazy. By the way, if you have any good Thanksgiving recipes you want to share with me, please do so because I am desperate right now. Uh, but anyway, uh, God's Warehouse is still taking donations for blankets and new and used toys. Uh, if you are donating used stuff, please be sure it's gently used. Make sure it's nice and clean. We don't want uh, none of that gross bacteria. We don't want the Rona on these donations and all that stuff. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and just make sure everything's nice and sanitized and whatnot, we'd appreciate that. Uh, all this is going to be for families and kids in need. Uh, we're taking the toy donations up to the 7th of uh, December. And so you've got plenty of time for the toys. However, the um, blankets will be taking all winter long because as long as it's cold, blankets are needed mm-hmm. for sure. Or if you're like me, even in the middle of summer, sometimes I, I get cold in the house. And so we need blankets. Um, but the blankets aren't for us. They are for God's Warehouse. And God's Warehouse is always at the forefront of giving to our community. They do such a great job at being hands-on, being right there and caring for the least of these. And so a fantastic way to support them this holiday season is simply by giving these toys and blankets to them. And then next, we are having our young adults group this Thursday. We've been doing this for a while, but we wanted to share it with you guys as well. Um, If you all know any young adults or if you are young adults for 18 and over, uh, college age, just getting out of college, it is such a great time to get to know each other, get to connect, get to share the word of God with each other. Um, This Thursday, we are going to be doing bowling at main event. Mm -hmm. It's going to start at 7 p.m. and it's going to go until 
whenever you're done bowling or whenever, you know, yeah. you've, you've uh, I don't know, you beat your friend After or we beat Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it's going to be so much fun. So if you all know a young adult or if you are a young adult, we would love to see mm. you there. Absolutely. And finally, our last announcement for you guys on the 19th. That is this coming Friday. We have a youth event. It's going to be called Glow Night because we're going to have glow sticks and it's going to be at nighttime. So obviously Glow Night. It's going to be a blast. We haven't done a youth event in a long time. So we are so excited to finally get together. Just have a good time. There's going to be snacks. There's going to be uh, games. There's going to be small groups. And most of all, uh, do you guys know that guy, God? He's going to be there. So it's going to be fantastic. Um, so if you have any, um, any middle schoolers or high schoolers uh, in your family that you know of that you think could benefit from just hanging out with some other kids and just connecting with a great community of believers, uh, Friday night at 6 o'clock here in the youth room will be a fantastic opportunity for them. Yeah. And other than that, that is all of our announcements. Awesome. So why don't we all stand as we get started with just a prayer to God. So let's all start with a deep breath in. And breathe out. Father God, Lord, thank you for opening up a safe place for us to come, Lord, to kneel at your feet. God, to come and just cry to you, Lord, to pray to you, to rejoice with you, God. Father, I pray that today, Lord, you give us the strength to stand when we don't want to stand. Lord, that you give us the willingness to sing, Lord, when we don't want to sing. God, you know what we're going through. Lord, you know what we've shared with others, what we've been trying not to share with others, what we've been trying to keep hidden in the dark, Lord. But your light will shine on it. God, I pray that, Lord, you remind us today that even if we cannot see it yet, you already have victory over all of our battles. Lord, all, over all of the things that we're trying to use our own strength to get through, Lord, you, your mighty arm is already holding us up, God. You've already delivered us through our storms, Father. I pray that you just remind us of that. Lord, in this time of worship, God, as we speak these words, Lord, that we don't just do it because we remember the word, Lord, because we've listened to the song a million times, but God, that we speak them, Lord, that we sing them, that we proclaim them because we know that they are true, God, because we know that you are still God. You are still good, Lord, even in the midst of our battles, Lord. I just pray that we can come and lay this all down at your feet, Lord, and that we can just praise you, whether we're in the middle of the storm or whether we're coming out of it, Lord. Father, we love you. We praise you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go ahead and greet our neighbors as we start worship. Good morning, church. It's so awesome to be to the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Come on, let's just give him a shout of praise this morning. I was buried beneath my shame. Who can carry that kind of weight? It was my Till I met you I was breathing but not 
All my failures I try to hide It was my turn Till I met you You called my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day You called my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day that you were free, amen? I needed a rescue, my sin was heavy, but chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter, I was an orphan, now you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing, now you're the When you call my name, I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness, into your glorious day. You called my name, and I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness. Into your glorious day. Come on, if God's done something good in your life, give him an amen. Yes, what a glorious day. What a glorious day to be in the house of the Lord. What a glorious day to just worship Him and to love Him and to just be there in the presence. Because a lot of times we don't take the moment to just stand there and just thank God for all that He's done. And during this song, that's what I want you guys to do. Just in this moment, not just show Him your love and show Him your grace, but show Him your thanks. 
thank you that you're alive and that you're here right now. Thank you that you're giving us a new life and a new hope and a new beginning here in this house right now. Amen. Sing it.
Amen. We serve a glorious God who has a great love for us. Amen. It's awesome to know that. As we sing this last song, we contemplate the beauty and wonder and power and majesty of the Lord Jesus. Let's prepare your heart for communion that comes after this. Lord, we are just so thankful that your name, your power is greater than our sin. Please forgive us, Lord. didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. Oh. My sin was great, but your love was great.
Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Lord Jesus, we love you. How we adore you, Lord. We celebrate you today and every day. We love you in the morning. We love you in the evening. We love you, Lord God, every single moment of our lives. You're a good God, a gracious God, a loving God, a forgiving God, a redeeming God. Thank you, God. Lord, how we welcome your presence right here or online. God, the way we have you right here and you have us, hold everyone that's online right in the very shallow of your hand. God, might they feel and experience the power thereof. We don't live by feelings. We live by faith. But God, I just thank you that you let us feel your presence a lot of times. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we're lifting up people we love that are sick. Father God, I'm praying for my dear friend, Pastor George Otero, who's battling COVID and not doing well at all. Father God, my brother down in El Paso just got COVID. and I pray you raise him up the way you raised me up, Lord. Father, I thank you for the whole Romero family, Jenny, and all of her, many of her children that are battling COVID. In Jesus' name, touch them, heal them. Father God, this family that just lost their young son from COVID and now their little baby's got it. God, we're, brave, we're praying you're going to protect this little girl. You're going to bring her through it, Lord. Father God, for everyone that has a loved one that's battling COVID, in Jesus' name, we pray freedom and healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. There's other illnesses, Lord. We're praying for Will Ortiz and all the Ortiz family. God, that's, Will had a massive stroke, and the doctors aren't hopeful, but our hope is in the Lord. So, Father, be with the Ortiz family. Strengthen them today. Touch and heal Will. And, Lord, give him back to us. Father, we just pray for anyone else that's going through any sickness, some that have just come through surgery and some that are going into surgery. God, that you bring them through without any problems, pain, quick recovery. Father God, I just pray for marriages that are broken and hurting and friendships that are hurting and finances that are crippled. And Lord, I just pray for turnaround. God, we pray turnaround for our country and our city and our state. God, we're believing that, God, we, we are a people that continue to pray for the peace of God over our city that this violence will end. Father God, we pray no more bloodshed in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray for our neighboring states and people that live near us, Lord, even our neighbors and our friends. Be with them. Father God, be with this world that's so broken right now. We pray that Jesus manifest himself to the whole world. We love you, Lord. We pray for everyone online. They're not in here with us, but they're right in here with us. And they're right there with you. Father, we thank you and praise you and pray in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. You quietly be seated. Today's communion Sunday. You should have already received your elements. If not, just let our ushers know they'll get one over to you. But we want you to know that as you prepare these and peel it back and get your bread. We're reminded of the words of the Lord 
in the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and broke it and gave it to the disciples saying, take this all of you and eat it for this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember I died for you. Remember I forgave your sins. Remember I'll provide your every need. Remember I'll heal your bodies. Remember that I will take care of you. Those are the things we remember. So we celebrate this evening. We celebrate this, this last supper, the remembrance of it. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. This is the body of Christ. You made the bread. He likewise took the cup. He gave it to the disciples after giving thanks, saying, this is my blood. It's the blood of a new covenant. I promise to seal you and protect you and break every curse. I pray that I'm going to just fill you with my presence and my love and my mercy. When you drink of this cup, remember those things. That the blood of Jesus set you free. That the blood of Jesus protects you and shields you. So God, we claim all of those promises right now with great anticipation that as we claim the blood of Jesus, God, it will strengthen us like never before. We ask these things in Jesus' name. This is the blood of Christ. You may drink the cup. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you for what you've done. Feel free to stand again and just worship with us as we just worship the glorious name of Jesus Christ. It's the name above all names, Jesus. Give him praise. Thank him. Let everyone hear that Jesus is King. Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. You may be seated. Thank you for your faithful giving. The giving boxes are all at the entrance. Uh, any one of the doorways, you could drop your offering off. Or give text to give. Give online. Thank you. This past Thursday was an amazing day in the history 
that we look back upon and it used to be called Armistice Day, now it's called Veterans Day. Veterans Day is often confused with Memorial Day. Memorial Day is when soldiers passed away, they died, and we honor their memory. Veterans Day is where we thank God for all those that served and all those that are serving. And they thank you for letting us have a free country because of your service to our country. So we have a beautiful video that we want to honor our veterans with. Please be blessed with this video. There are sons and daughters, our mothers and fathers, our grandparents, neighbors, and friends. They served in a thousand different ways in places spanning the globe, watching waiting and ready at a moment's notice to give what was asked of them. So now we pause to express our gratitude and love toward those who served. Each swore a sacred oath to protect and each bravely stood in our place around the world all so that we could stand secure in the land of the free. Words like sacrifice, honor, commitment, integrity, bravery, and courage hardly scratch the surface of our gratitude for their service. While our words fail against the enormity of expressing our thanks for all you've done, we still raise our voices and honor you in our hearts, which are filled with the deepest kind of gratitude. To all of you, we pause to say, God bless you. And thank you for your service. Amen. I would like for every man and woman that served in the armed services or is currently service, serving, would you please stand? Yeah, please remain standing. Remain standing. I'd like to ask our pastoral care pastor, Pastor Eddie Mirabal, who served in the Army, and then he went on to retire from the Air National Guard to say a prayer over all of the men and women that have served and are currently serving and their families. Thank you once again for all those who uh, are serving and have served and um, all those that gave their lives for this country. I am a very proud, patriotic person. My dad, my uh, whole family, all my brothers, I had seven brothers and, and five sisters, and all my brothers served in, the, in some kind of service, airborne, everything. And I'm, I'm really thankful. I, I am thankful and grateful that I was able to serve. And now, for all of us, we're serving the Lord Amen. in His army. Praise God. 
And Jesus is our general. So let us pray. Our Father and our God, we come in the name of your Son, Jesus, and in the power of your Holy Spirit. We are so grateful, Father, that we live in a country that we can call freedom. But we all know that freedom isn't free. Somebody gave their life for us to be free. We thank you for all those veterans that have passed away that are with you, Lord. We thank you for all those that are still alive. And we're so grateful that we can serve you. And we pray for all those that are serving now and those that are going to go in service, Lord. We ask that you would bless them. Father, we're so thankful. and We pray in Jesus' name that we would have a heart that would be grateful for all that we have. For the food that you give us, for our home, for our family, but most of all, for your salvation. Father, we surrender all the veterans and all their families and all the wives that sacrificed for uh, waiting and helping us when we were there. Thank you, Father, for your love, your goodness, and your mercy. And we thank you for this and all you give us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for serving our country and making it an amazing country. We have no idea some of the things that you all saw and you all experienced, but I'm telling you, it's a tremendous joy to know that you came through it safely and that you're here with us today. Hey, I'm kicking off a new sermon series today. And uh, it is because we're going into a time of year that people focus on the Advent, the first Advent, when Jesus came to the earth. It wasn't even around this time of the year. Um, They started uh, grabbing onto some celebrations and turned them into spiritual ones because uh, the Christians at the time were trying to shift things, but our focus is on the Lord. I don't celebrate a festival. I celebrate Jesus Christ. And I celebrate his birth and his resurrection every single day of my life. That's why today we just had communion. We celebrated his promise of suffering and dying, but then rising again. So we celebrate the Lord all the time, but because I want to reach people where they are, I started this series today called Hope Comes Alive. We're living in a world that doesn't have a lot of hope. They're really broken. They're depressed. People are really into depression right now. This COVID has really messed with people's minds. People have gotten really thinking very destructive. Some are scared, very scared. They don't want to leave their households. They're paranoid. It's beyond cautious. It's paranoia. There's people that are overwhelmed with life. Did you know that New Mexico has the highest suicide rates in the United States right now? And did you know that we have the highest teen suicide? I've said these are teenagers, but they already see such a hopeless time, yet our hope is in the Lord. 
Our hope isn't in the government. It's not in, in things. It's our hope is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. <clears throat> and in this story that I want to share, I want to share about the Advent that's coming and we're going to be celebrating. And I'm talking about hope, and that's Jesus. It comes alive. And in this Christmas story, there's eight times that the word joy is used. Joy, joy unspeakable, a joy that overwhelms you, a joy that really just fills you. That's a huge difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is based on what happens around us. It's based on external circumstances. In other words, it's temporary. Two weeks ago, the Dallas Cowboys won, and I was filled with joy, happiness. And last week, they got slaughtered, killed by the Broncos. And I was sad. And today, I'm hoping they'll beat the Falcons, and maybe I'll be happy again. See, happiness is up and down and up and down. What happens around you? Happiness. But joy is something different. It's based on choices. It's based on an internal character. It's built on the spirit of God living within you. It's lasting forevermore. You see, joy is, is when you come and, and you settle into the assurance that God is in control of every detail of your life. Joy is when you have that quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. It's the confidence that's determined by the choice you make to praise God in every situation. So you praise Him in the morning. You praise them at the noontime. You praise them in the evening. You praise them at night. You praise them the minute you get up till the time you go to bed. You say, God, I'm going through a hard time right now, but I praise you that you're with me. I was listening to a song this morning by Ron Canoli that says, go on, go on. It says, if you catch hell, don't hold it. If you're going through hell, don't stop. Go on, go on, go on. You got to get through it. You're going to get through, and that's what joy does. Joy gets you through situations. Joy fills you. Joy lets you know that God is with you, and if God be for us, no one can be against us. So I want to talk about joy. So God, help us to really grab a hold of this and choose to restore our joy, our joy in the Lord. In Christ's glorious name I pray, amen. Look, there's, I, I want to talk about three Bible characters. I want to talk about Mary, I want to talk about Joseph, and I want to talk about the wise men, the magi. I want to talk about what we can learn from them. Because the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's a destroyer. He wants to take anything and everything he can from you. He does not want you to be happy, and he does not want you to be satisfied. He does not want you to be content. He does not want you to have joy. So he comes to destroy. And a destroyer of joy is anxiety. There's a lot of people with a lot of anxiety. Christmas is just six weeks away. Now, I already just by saying that, I've already freaked out a bunch of you. They're like, oh, six weeks? No, pastor, it's uh, six weeks. Oh, my goodness gracious, what are we going to do? You know what? We, we get so shook up over presents instead of seeking his presence. Let's really have that. Look, I'll never forget one time. My kids were like, 
what are we going to give Dad? We don't have any money, Mama. And, and so they gave me a coupon book. It was really cool. It says, Dad, because I love you, I give you one free car wash. And I give you one hour of silence. <laughs> and I said, man, I, I made copies of that one. Orale. <laughs> Cashed it in over and over. But they gave me all these coupons of different things that do for me. And I was like, wow, how cool. It meant more than anything else I got. So you could give something simple. Don't get all filled with anxiety. Some of you all filled with anxiety because you heard, heard someone had COVID. It's like, you know what? I have, look, my brother has COVID. And I talked to him yesterday. I go, hey, man, I've just been thinking about you. I, I, I hope you're doing okay. And I go, you sound horrible, dude. Are you okay? He goes, do you like, are you have COVID? You sound, you have that COVID raspy voice. He goes, yeah, they just diagnosed me an hour ago. I go, oh, dude, as I prayed over him. And, and, but you know what? I talked to somebody the other day and they said, hey, my sister got COVID. I had to hang up. You can't get it over the phone. <laughs> no, really? No, they really did. I'm like, they need your encouragement right now, but people freak out. Anxiety gets you crazy. It's like, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, it's already going to be the end of the year. Golly, I haven't even, it's already, it's already November the 14th. Oh no, I haven't even paid the rent yet. It was doing the first. I mean, you, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. You're, 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 you're just letting anxiety overwhelm you. You're afraid. You're afraid of this, afraid of that, afraid of that, afraid of this. It's like you need to seek God. Look, the first thing I want to say is that when you're afraid, choose to trust God and accept his plan. Choose to trust God and accept his plan. Look, when you look at Mary, Mary was afraid, but she chose to trust God at his word and accept his plan. Look, if you have your Bible, go to Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 30. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, the angel Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. The key word there, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. What beautiful words. Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed. Confused and disturbed. Man, she's tripping out. I don't know about you. If an angel appeared to me, I'd be like, whoa. Okay, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, God. If I have any sin in my life, forgive me. I don't know what's going on. This is tripping me out. I, and, and, and it's an angel, but she's still afraid. She's confused, like, what's going on? And what do you mean, favored woman? And I don't understand. She's disturbed. It says disturbed. She was afraid. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Verse 30. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Now, she's tripping out, though. She's afraid right now. She doesn't quite understand what's happening. Sometimes when we don't understand what's happening, 
we start getting fearful. We're afraid of what's happening. We're afraid of what might happen. We're afraid of what's going to happen. We're afraid, and we're already thinking of things that haven't even happened. And we're already tripping out. It's like, take a chill pill. Chillax. Just take a deep breath and, okay, God, I'm tripping out right now. I don't know this angel. I found favor with God. I'm a virgin. What's going on? I don't understand. So now he goes on and he's going to say the plan. You will conceive. So she's going to have a baby. Verse 31. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over Israel forever. And his kingdom will never end. So now there's a plan. Mary, don't be afraid. Mary, calm down. Mary, don't stress out. Mary, don't let your anxiety get crazy. Instead, she's going to trust the word of the Lord. She's going to trust God. She's going to give it over to him. She's going to say, I am really afraid. I'm confused. I'm disturbed. I don't know what's going on. But Lord, I'm going to trust you at your word, and I'm going to trust your plan. So verse 34, Mary answered or asked the angel, But how can this be? I'm a virgin. I've never had sex. I know I'm engaged to Joseph, but we've never done anything. I've never done anything with anybody. This can't happen. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and now is in her sixth month, but the word of God will never fail. Now hear me. He's trying to tell her, this is what's going to happen. You're going to conceive of the Holy Spirit. You're going to have the baby Messiah. You're going to have Jesus. He's going to forgive the world of its sins. He's got a great calling on him, and you're going to be a part of this. And she's like still processing like, I don't know, this, I know, this is the way I'm a virgin. I, I, I remember biology class. It takes a man and a woman, the seed of a man, and, and plant it in the egg of the woman, and that's how you have a child. And, and she's 13. Can you imagine? Man, her maturity We don't have a lot of mature 13-year-olds like this. They're saying, ooh, let me play with LOL dolls. Let me play with LOL makeup. And Mary's like, yes, Lord. Man, she's deep. She's heavy. She's into the word. Look what she responds. But, But the angel says, matter of fact, your cousin Elizabeth, you know your cousin Elizabeth who everyone says she's barren, she'll never have children, she can't have kids, and you know Zechariah who her husband is 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 not denying it and and I said I'm going to give her a child and he said yeah right. He was a priest, he was a pastor and he goes yeah right, you're going to give me a child. We've waited so long, we tried so many times. Yeah, we're not going to get a kid. We're not going to get a kid. And he goes yeah right, Lord, you're a joker. And so he goes, oh, you think I'm joking? You're not going to believe my word? I'm going to shut your mouth until that baby comes, and then you'll be able to blab everything that happened. 
And so he was mute for the whole length of a pregnancy. He couldn't talk. And can you imagine? Elizabeth couldn't get pregnant, and now she's finally pregnant. They're going, hey, Zach, ora, Zach, you got a kid coming. Wow, we're so happy for you. When's the baby due? He was like every typical man, doesn't know anything. No, <laughs> that's just messed up, man. But see, the angel brought up Elizabeth to say, hey, you know your prima? She's pregnant now. Everyone said that would never happen. I'm telling you, our God can do impossible things. For what's impossible for man is possible for God. He says, for the word of God will never fail. You're filled with anxiety. You're filled with worry. You're filled with disturbed. You're afraid. You're falling apart. You're having a nervous breakdown. You're thinking of all these horrible thoughts. But I'm telling you, God's word never fails. It carries you through. So in verse 38, she says, Well, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything, hear that, may everything. She knows everything that can happen to her. She knows the word. She knows the law. A woman caught in adultery will be stoned to death. So all of a sudden she ends up pregnant. They go, hey, Joseph, what are you doing, dude? You got your your woman pregnant? You guys aren't even married yet. You're just engaged. You're betrothed. Betrothal was literally a service where they would have an engagement service. <clears throat> but they were saying, I'm his, I'm hers. I, I'm not going to be looking for any other man, any other woman. And she had to get everything ready because he was getting things ready. And when he had all the money ready to go, he would come and get his bride. Ready or not, knows we're going. That's why the Lord shows us that he's the bride. We're the bridegroom. And he's going to come for his people. You better be ready. So anyway, Mary says... May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left. Man, I mean, that's hardcore. That's heavy. That is heavy. She is saying, no matter what you say, I'm going to trust. I was afraid, but now I'm not because I know you're with me. And if you're with me, everything's going to be all right. You've got to get to the point in your life that you finally surrender everything over to God and say, you know what? I'm going to trust you. I'm going to lean on you. I'm going to give it over to you. And I know everything's going to be all right. They might, Joseph might decide to stone me to death, but God, this is your kid. So you know what? You deal with it. It's not my problem. It's yours. She had to come to that point, and so do you and I. We have to get to that point where we surrender. We completely give it over to God. Jump down now to verse 47. Luke chapter 1, verse 47. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She's rejoicing. She's got joy. She's got joy that she feels, my God is with me. He's going to see me through. Now I got to go tell my mom and dad. I got to go tell Joseph. I got to go tell my mom and dad that I'm pregnant. Some of you girls have had to do that before. Some of you boys have had to say, dad, mom, I got a girl pregnant. And Mary, Mary, hi, Mary, Mary. Can you imagine? She had to work through her anxiety. And give it to the Lord and say, Lord, you know what, man? Everything that you say, come true. I got to tell my mom and dad, you got to help them. Uh, Mary, I'm going to kill that Joseph. It's not Joseph's. Mary, what do you mean it's not Joseph's? 
Vagamunda, where have you been in the streets? Young lady, what's going on here that we don't know about? No, no, you got to understand. The Lord came to me in an angel, and he told me, and, and they're like, yeah, oh, my gosh. Okay, help us to believe this, God. This is a little too heavy for us. You see, she put her anxiety over to the Lord, and he saw her through. You see, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. A destroyer of joy is also resentment. Resentment over a hurt. Resentment over something that happened to you that you had no control over. Has someone ever hurt you? They hurt you. They said something. They did something. You were an innocent bystander just minding your own business, and boom, they came and they assaulted you. They, they hurt you. They said things. They did things to you that you were like, I can't believe this is happening, and you're hurt, and you're resentful, and you're angry, and you got bitterness, and you just want to just kill somebody. You hate them, and it's ruined your life. And you're going through life all messed up because you got resentment. Man, it's hard. My point here is when you're hurt, choose to offer grace and release it. Choose to offer grace to that person that hurt you. You see, when Joseph was hurt, he chose to offer grace and release it. He let it go. He had to hear the words, Joseph, I'm pregnant. I mean, look, look, let's go to Matthew now. We're in Matthew chapter 1. Start at verse 18. 18 and 19. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she's a virgin. I mean, she hasn't had sex. He hasn't touched her. She hasn't touched him. She became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. He's a righteous man. He's a man that trusts God, serves God, prays to God, believes in God, serves and understands God. And did not want to disgrace her publicly. He had the right to get this anger and go, you no good for nothing, little tramp. I'm going to take you out to the streets, and I'm going to let the whole village know. That's a small village. Everyone knows what's going on, man. I mean, we live in Albuquerque. There's 600,000 people, and everyone still knows everyone's business. Bunch of mitoteros, right? Busybody people. But isn't that the truth? They're like, how did you hear about it? Hey, you know, the streets talk. I mean, it's like, goodness gracious. So he's like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do this? Oh, I have the right to stone her to death. Oh, yeah, Mary, Mary, oh, I love you, but oh. But he didn't want to disgrace her because he loved her so much. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. So he could have gotten a rock and taken her out to the public square and said, hey, everybody, good old little Miss Tushu Mary, 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 quite contrary. Mary had a little lamb. His name is Jesus Christ. Yeah, good Mary. I'm going to get Mary. Pick up a rock. We're going to kill her that no good for nothing. He didn't let bitterness take care of her. He didn't let resentment overtake him. He had to process it. He's like, oh, how am I going to do this? Oh, I love this lady. Oh, my God, I love her so much. I don't want to kill her. But she's killing me. She's killing me. Verse 20. 
and 21. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her has, was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you will name him Joseph Jr. No. No. Like, come on, Jesus, at least let him, let him be after me. No, and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You don't get to take any credit on this, Joseph. You're going to raise him as your own. You're going to love him as your own. And you're going to love Mary as a pure woman because she's a virgin and she conceived and she gave birth and she was still a virgin. So when he finally laid with his wife, she was still a virgin. And God gave them more children. And Joseph and Mary had more children. And Jesus had stepbrothers and stepsisters. And you're going, what? Yeah, it's in the Bible. Read it. Don't do it right now. Google it later and read it. But you see, Joseph was a righteous man. Joseph knew how to hear God. Joseph knew how to call on God. Joseph knew how to release his anxiety to God. When you are resentful, when you're dealing with overwhelming anger and bitterness, and you're dealing with overwhelming unforgiveness and emotions, you've got to make sure that you stay connected to God and say, God, I'm giving you all this. I can't deal with all this. I can't take all this. I can't do this anymore. God, I need you to take care of it for me. Because you know what, God? This is your problem. You're the one that impregnated me. You're the one that called me to do this. You called me to be Joseph, and you called me to take care of Mary and little Jesus. You're the one that did all this so you better take care of it for us and they released it over to him and if you're a righteous woman and a righteous man you're going to have and hear the voice of God and you're going to be able to do what's right in his sight you think of what it says in Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 and Nehemiah continued Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing who, who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before the Lord. Don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Oh, be strengthened today with joy. Joy that you don't have anxiety anymore. Joy that you don't have resentment anymore. And let's look at the third character. You don't have confusion anymore. Because the destroyer of joy is confusion. You, when you get confused and you don't know what's happening and you feel like you're out of control and you feel like I don't even know how to deal with this anymore. I don't know what to do with this anymore. How am I going to deal with this? How am I going to take care of this? How am I going to hold on to this? How am I going to release this? How am I going to do this? And you're all confused and you're all broken and you're all messed up in your thinking and you're confused. I'm telling you, the devil comes and he takes your joy away because then the devil says, so where's your God now? Where's the Lord? He forgot you, huh? Look what he did. He sent this to you. God doesn't send calamity to us. He might allow it to toughen us up and to help us grow through it, but he doesn't bring those things to us. God loves us. And we got to learn from the wise men 
Because the point I want to make here is that when you're confused, choose to follow God's, God one step at a time. I mean, when the wise men were confused, they chose to follow God's light one step at a time. We're in Matthew chapter 2 now, verse 1 through 3. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. After that, after that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. So, man, the wise men show up all innocent, all happy. A lot of scholars believe they came from Persia. And it wasn't just three wise men. The reason we always say three, we three kings of Orient ours, because they brought frankincense, they brought myrrh, and they brought gold. So they think, oh, it must have been three. No, it was an entourage. These guys were astronomers. They were astrologists. They studied the stars. And they see this star, and they go, man, this star is a brand new star. This star is the one that's supposed to lead us to a king. The king of the Jews, but we don't understand all this. They had been traveling for a long time. They had been traveling, and they finally get to Beth Jerusalem. And they go, hey, King Herod, um, we, we've been traveling for a long time now, and we've been following this star. We're looking for the king of the Jews. What do you mean? That I am the king of the Jews. I'm the king of this whole area. What are you talking about? We came to worship him. Worship him? You're going to worship me? Man, King Herod's all confused. He's like, what's going on, man? What's happening here? Everyone that heard is all confused. And even the wise men are there now. Well, oh, wow, I wonder what's going on. We, 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 we don't know. We're just following the star. We didn't mean to create all this drama. But look at the next verse. Or, or jump down to verse 8. Then he told them, because they called for the religious leaders, Hey, we need you guys to help us out here. So they called in the Jewish leaders. They go, hey, when is your Messiah supposed to come? And they go, oh, you know what? He's supposed to be born in, Jer in Bethlehem of Judea. He's supposed to be, uh, supposed to be. Blah. They're here telling him, and these wise men are saying, well, we're following his star. I don't know about you. If I was that pastor, if I was that religious leader, I'd go, all right, he's here. Instead, they go, oh, this is a story, but yeah, like if that's the one. See you later. And they leave. There's so many religious people. They don't have a relation, relationship. They're not relational people. They're religious people. And they just know, oh, this is what it's supposed to say, and this is what he's supposed to do, but we don't really believe that he could do it. We're just walking around confused. We don't know. One of these days, one of these days, it'll happen. No, we don't have a one of these days kind of God. We have a God that's always on time. He's always there when you need him. He's always there when you call on him. Call unto me, and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. I'm always there right at the nick of time. I'm not late. I know what's going on. I'm in control. And man, so they said, go to Bethlehem. Search carefully for a child. This is verse 8. Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for a child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. Yeah, sure, King Herod, liar. 
liar, liar, pants on fire. Are you with me? The Holy Spirit told them, don't go back. He didn't go back. They didn't go back. And King Herod finally said, hey, these guys have been gone a long time, man. You know what? I don't know which little boy is going to be the next king, so kill all little boys, two-year-olds and under. Because it's been about that long since they came around. And they started murdering these kids. And Joseph took Mary and little Jesus to Egypt. They hightailed it out of there because the Holy Spirit told them. And then he told them when to go back. You see, when you're confused, look to God. When you're confused, cry out to God. When you're confused, seek the Lord with all your heart. And he'll direct your path. Verse 9 and 10, we're in Matthew 2. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the eastern, the east, guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. Man, Lord, thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Man. Some of you just keep looking for a sign and it's right in front of your face. You're looking for a sign and God's going, what else do I have to do? What else do you want me to do? I've given you so many signs, you don't even see them anymore. Verse 11. They returned to the house and saw the child with his mother. Or they entered, not returned. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother. And they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest. What does the Bible say? Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So they opened up their hearts and they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave him the very best that they could. They gave him the thing that they so desperately knew that would be a blessing. They gave him the thing that had great value to them. Many of us would struggle giving gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They were like the top-of-the-line gifts. Sometimes it's like, well, I, I love them, but I'll just give them this, and I'll keep the rest for me. No, they opened up their hearts. They opened up their treasure chest, and they poured out. They lavished Jesus with this gift. Oh, that we would quit being filled with anxiety, worry, suicidal thinking that's the best way out. No, it's not. Jesus is the open door. Go through that door. That's the escape route. That's where you run away. You can't take life anymore. Run through Jesus. Run through his door, and you'll get through. Run through him, and he will carry you through. Trust in him with all your heart, and he will see you through. So lean into him. Pray the prayer that the psalmist prayed in Psalm 51, verse 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, Lord. And listen, this is the important part. Restore to me my joy, but make me willing to obey you. Wow. That's what we forget a lot of times, to obey the Lord. We forget to obey him. We hear him, but we're like, ah, Mary could have said, you know what, Lord, I know you want to, uh, impregnate me and you chose me but uh, I don't choose you uh, pick somebody else whoever is number two on the list go to her I don't want any part of this 
Joseph could have said, you know what? Uh, you might want me not to kill her, and you want me to take her as my wife, but you're not going to be the one that has to live in shame in this town. You don't have to live with all this stress. You know what? I could kill her or I could kill myself. Maybe I'll do a lover's suicide, suicide murder. Like, why do those thoughts even look entertaining to us? But instead he says, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to give you my resentment. I'm going to shake it off and step up. I've said the story before of the donkey who fell in the hole. They couldn't get him out, so the owner just said, I'll bury him. Poor donkey, at least bury him. They started shoveling dirt in there. The donkey would shake it off and step on it. He threw more dirt, shook it off, and stepped on it. Threw more dirt, stepped off. Finally, he threw so much dirt, the donkey shook it off and just walked right out of the hole. <laughs> so I say to you today, shake it off. Let it go. Release it. When are you going to let go of all that burden, that hate, that anger, that, that resentment you have for, I can't wait till you get them, God. God's a peculiar God. He says, pray for your enemies. Yeah, I've prayed for my enemies before. Get them, God. Get them. Sick them. Let me be there to see it, God. He doesn't mean those. He doesn't answer those kind of prayers. He wants you to say, God, I don't even know how to pray for my enemies. They really hurt me. I, I really want to pray a curse on them, but you don't want that. me to do that. So God, teach me how to pray for him. God, I pray that my enemies come to know you and come to hear you and then come to obey you. I pray that my enemies make things right. I pray that my enemies get their life right with you and even with mankind and maybe even with me. That's how you start learning to pray and it changes you. So I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what kind of anxiety you are facing. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know what kind of resentment and emotional stuff you're carrying. And I don't know how confused you are and you don't really know which direction you're supposed to go. But today, God wants to give you that. And if you've never surrendered to him and you want to give your life to Jesus, raise your hand and say, you know what, I've never prayed to receive him. And you want to do that, raise your hand. Anyone here today? Well then, amen. Praise God. Anyone else? Yeah, back here, praise God. Back over here, praise the Lord. Man, that's an exciting day because I'm telling you, your life's going to change. It's, it, it's like a radical, like, what just happened? Well, you were born again, it starts over. You get a whole different approach to life. So if you raised your hand, would you stand so we could pray with you and for you? Go ahead and stand. We're going to pray with you. Just say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Today I give you my life. And I receive you as my Savior and Lord. And from this day forward, I want to serve you and follow you. Help me and guide me to do it your way and not mine. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, can I give you guys a hug? You guys just did that decision. We got some reading material we want to give you. We want to bless you with. So come on up so I can give you a, a blessing. We're excited for you. Praise God.
I don't know what you're dealing with. Some of you have been dealing with a lot of anxiety. And it's got you to the point that you're ready to give up. You're ready to call life quits. You've been entertaining some very unhealthy thoughts. You've been thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Some of you have been thinking of suicide. But some are just, I'm going to run away from the world. I'm going to get divorced. I'm going to leave my children, my family, everybody. Some of you have brokenness and resentment. And you don't know what to do with it. Today, I'm inviting you to come and get your plan. So you don't go through life confused anymore. So if you want to bring your prayer, your family up for prayer. And we're going to pray over you guys. Or if you just need it for yourself. Make your way up right now. Would you stand with us as we close out? Don't leave yet before we close. But sing this song out. But make your way up if you want prayer. We're going to pray to claim back what God has given us. We're not going to put up with the devil coming into our house anymore. He's not going to come into our house and try to take. We're going into the enemy's camp right now. And we're taking back what he took from us. In the name of Jesus.
You know the hearts, minds, and souls, and the needs of the people at this altar. And Lord, we know right now it's your name that your love is greater and more powerful than anything that they're facing right now. And you know the hearts, minds, and souls, and needs of the people who did not want to come forward. And we know right now and proclaim that your love and your power and your grace and your mercy is greater than anything they are facing tears right now. And Lord, in this place, I just call down your power. And I pray that you open hearts, minds, and souls that they would reach out and grab a hold of your power, grab a hold of your presence. Lord, that you would make a difference. Not just while we're standing here in this church. Not just because we're here in your presence, Lord. But that you would that they would grab a hold so powerfully that when they walk out the door, that their presence is just as strong out there as it is right now. Fill them, Lord. Fill them, Lord, with your presence. Let them know the beauty and majesty and power of the name of Jesus in this place. I will say amen to that prayer and we believe it God we believe it in the name of Jesus all that you have spoken we're going to receive so father we speak against the devil and his lying mouth he's the father of lies and we cast him back to the pit of hell where he belongs the truth will set us free I pray that truth be spoken in our household that the word of God penetrate every heart every mind that it speak against the word of the devil and it speaks life and life in abundance. And we believe this in the glorious name of Jesus Christ our Lord and God's people said amen. amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hey, three things I want to let you know. Number one, you guys are phenomenal. We love you. We'll see you again on Wednesday. There's a table out there where if you're not a registered voter, you want to be one, you can go register. Ethel Mahard, part of our congregation, has put her name in the hat to run for governor. She needs signatures. Even if you're not going to vote for her, she needs your signature. If you're a registered voter, whether you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, Green Party, No Party, if you could sign, we'd love you to. And last, I want to remind you, we have food distribution on this Friday, we need volunteers. We do about 40, I mean 20,000 pounds of food. We need your help, be here at 10 o'clock. If you're part of a child dedication, you're gonna meet right through this door. Jeanette will be there to guide you back to the room. You're dismissed to go change the world. Oh, if someone lost an earbud, 
we found an earbud uh, that was found on Friday. So if you lost an earbud, talk to me. God bless you.